Good day of the week, listeners. It's your boy, Crispy, and you are tuned in to Final Thoughts Media Podcast Edition. So open your ears and have a great day on purpose. Shot to the heart and you're too late, baby. You give love a bad name. Let's see. Welcome in, (laughs) y'all. Now, before we get started, I want to give y'all a preview of my friend Leo's new album. He is a lot better singer than I am, so let's give him a look. Hey, what's up? It's Leo. I just dropped a new song. Catch me on SoundCloud backslash Leonardo. Thank you for your support. No matter where I go, I got you, baby. No matter what you do, you know that I got you, baby. No matter where we go. Oh, this has been one thing of a week. One thing of a week. Man, what happened this week? Well, for all of you who follow, I still have the cat. Unfortunately, I cannot give up the cat without an appointment. Thank you, COVID and Delta. (sighs) Either way. So, today we are looking at Hell of a Boss, Episode 3, entitled Springed Broken. It is a 2020 production by Visipop. It is 17 minutes long and 26 seconds. It is produced by Visipop. The cast is Brandon Rogers as Blitz, Richard Stephen Horvitz as Moxie, Vivian Nixon as Millie, Erica Linebeck as Luna, Christina V. Valenzuela as Verasica, and James Monroe Eagleheart as Vortex. It is described as, as the same as before. Follow Blitz as he attempts to run a startup killing company in a very competitive market, along with his weapons specialist Moxie, his powerhouse Millie, and his receptionist Hellhound Luna. With the help of an ancient book obtained by one of the princes of hell, they manage to make their work possible, and together they attempt to survive each other while trying to keep their business afloat. Man, I really do love this series. I truly, truly love this series. Alright, so... We start the episode out with Blitz and Gang driving down the street to go to work. And, you know, Blitz is singing and everyone's just like, oh, why? And they go into a, get into a parking space and somebody takes it. Lo and behold, it's someone Blitz knows and her name is Verasica. They go through this whole insult throwing contest between each other. And, you know, as usual, it's just crude and awful and hilarious. Ending in something Blitz has done to her and telling us why she's so vexing because apparently they had dated and with them dating, he maxed out her credit card, left her in the hotel to pay for the bill and then used said money that he maxed out on her credit card to get crappy horse lessons. 
I don't know how, but this was the reaction of everybody else. Okay, why are you all acting like that's such a shock? Hello, it's Verasica Mayday. It's you? I just, is she blind? Suffering some form of brain damage. Millie then asks, what was sex like with her? And Moxie is about to have a conniption, like Millie! Until she points out, like, what? You would want to know how sex with, um, what is his name? Conway. Somebody Conway, I can't remember. How, how his, um, you know, his celeb crush would be. And he's like, touche. So for just a second, I want to talk about that. Honestly, what do you guys think? Is it wrong to have a celebrity crush that you would just do unspeakable things to? Or is it normal? Obviously, I would say probably not normal seeing as they are human beings and you shouldn't sexualize them like that. But I guess the question is, is it okay, even if you're in a relationship, to have, you know, a celeb crush, somebody that you're like, man, if I met them, I would just, as my friend would say, I just want to kiss them. That's all I want to do. I just want to kiss them. I don't know why, but this is what she says. And it's, it's always funny to me. Uh, would you guys like to know mine? Too bad. We then go inside the building where Verasica has now taken an office by our empting. And during a discussion with Blitz and Moxie, Blitz gets so mad that the whole world turns into a single dial tone. Have you ever heard, have you ever, you know, gotten to that, you know, have you heard the beep, not like the dead beep, but more like this, the, yeah, that thing. Just your, your, your mind is just gone. You can't hear anything. You're just so angry. I've gotten there before. It is not pleasant. We then learn that Verasica and her crew are succubi. And they and succubi apparently do exist in this universe. Which makes Blitz's challenge of them killing more than these succubi can have sex with kind of ridiculous. Succubus is defined as a female demon supposed to descend upon and have sexual intercourse with a man or woman, depending on the sex of the succubi, with um, while he's sleeping. And so, you know, this does kind of seem quite ridiculous. Blitz, um, in the next scene, Blitz then tells the crew his plan, quote unquote, about how he wants to win. And Luna decides to ask if she can come with him on this one. Probably because she has the hots for Verasca's Hellhound Vortex. We then get... Sorry, sweetie. Spring break is no place for young, vulnerable goth girls. You know the kind of freaks up there who drool all over you. A reference to Rule 34 and how it's taken every character from the has Hotel universe and sexualizes them. You know, not that I would know anything about a site like that. No, no, never. Who, who are you talking to? It's dope. Okay, back. Then they go topside and begin killing the targets. And truly, Luna's sex appeal does bring all the boys to the yard. The boneyard, that is. <laughs> and women. And women. We can't forget women. Oh, man. 
Bragging about the kills, um, Verasica immediately shows Blitz up by starting her concert, which gets the entire crowd into a horny frenzy. And I say that as that is about the closest term as I could get. We get lots of shots of suggestive material before we even get back to Blitz. And trust me, it's not, it's to the point of, it's not as bad as Sausage Party, but it's still bad if you catch my drift. Oh man, but getting back to Blitz, um, if we haven't already mentioned, Blitz um, adopted Luna and he's very overprotective of her. And when he sees Luna go and start flirting with Vortex, he goes full helicopter parent and forgets the entire mission. It's a good thing that Moxie and Millie are there to literally make a wave of bodies appear. And, you know, that was like, oof. But, you know, we get some really deep and heavy conversation between Blitz and Luna about the adoption and how Blitz feels that even though Luna was at that age, about 17, you know, it was right at the cusp of her not being able to be adopted. He feels that even though he adopted her, that it means something. She, on the other hand, I don't believe that she doesn't feel like it doesn't mean anything i think it's more that she has more daddy issues than just with blitz and this is kind of an over overlying thing with their relationship after all that heaviness we get back to the show and this giant sea monster appears just rampaging everything this was previously caused by Veraska throwing her flask of hell liquid i'm going to assume some really hard liquor um into the water and a fish swallowing it uh, this leads to Millie killing said creature in the most gruesome fashion. And it is, who is fun. That, that just, just slice. Ugh, just, just words. <laughs> she then reveals um, Baraska's flask, stating that, um, you know, it doesn't belong to them. And that if somebody found out, aka King of Hell Satan, then, you know, they'd all be screwed. So this was the key to Blitz winning the bet and getting his parking spot back. Um, later, um, whenever Verasica is trying to storm off in a huff, uh, he, she calls Vortex and Vortex and Luna are saying their goodbyes. And during this time, Luna is heartbroken because Vortex uh, tells Luna that he has a girlfriend and that he would call Luna up when it was time for you know them to party because his girlfriend always throws these elaborate parties. And she's heartbroken, and I feel her. I truly do. It's, it sucks when some, when somebody's with somebody else, and you're just like... Mm -hmm. But as she said before, she's much like her father. Or as I will say, because she said this, she is much like her father in that she will get over it because they always do. We then get a great ending line of Arasaka after um, Blitz and them go back to hell. Um, this is them having to answer to the cops for all of their exploits. And it's just the end of the episode. And it's just funny. Now, what are my final thoughts on this episode? Mm, I give it a good seven. I'm going to give it a seven. And why? Because, you know, I do really like this episode. I do. It's a fun episode. But it's kind of like... It has nothing to pertain to like driving the story forward per se by just, it just explains something, but you know, it's funny. 
It's not as funny as previous episodes, I'll say, but it's definitely still funny. And animation-wise, honestly, I can never say anything about about Busy Pops animation. I love them. Honestly, if I could get just somebody from that team to interview, that would be amazing. <sighs> but the chances of that are slim to none because they are busy. Busy, 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 busy. But it's okay. It's going to really suck when I get to the part where I'm caught up with all of these shows. What am I going to do next? Leave a comment. Tell me what you guys want me to start doing next because obviously this is my most popular show and they don't put out every week. So obviously I'm going to have to find something else to review. So let me know what you guys would like to see. Well, that about does it for this episode. This is Chris B signing off. You can find me on Instagram at Final Thoughts Media or go to my YouTube channel, Final Thoughts Media. Catch you guys on the next episode and have a great day. Bye.